listening to the Fear Film Studios Podcast Network. Alistair Kane. I'm a collector. Not in the sense that I collect that, no. I collect rare objects. One might consider these objects in my collection to be frightful, even dangerous. Believe me, I wouldn't collect such things if I didn't know how to protect myself and others from them. In fact, my goal is to rid the world of these cursed and dangerous objects. And in doing so, rid the world of all that is evil. Now I think that's pretty noble of me, wouldn't you say? stand in the dark crypt. Stairs are before me. I don't know if I can do this. I don't even know why I am doing this. Then I hear a faint whisper from below. The voice sounds like my wife. I mean my ex-wife. But how can that be? She lives on the other side of the world. She can't be here. Is this a trick? Or do they really have my wife? I guess there's no turning back now. I start to move down the stone stairs. It's so dark before me. The light of the torches only illuminate one stair at a time, as if the darkness is guiding me down the steps. I can sense a dark, evil presence that seems to welcome me into the darkness. I can see several faint glowing red eyes that fade away as I move closer to them. Chills run down my spine. The hair on my arms stands straight up. I don't know how much of this I can take, but I keep moving forward. When I finally reach the bottom of the stairwell, I see a long corridor before me, also lit by glowing torchlight. The walls seem to be carved by hand, as if by large claws. The walls seem to be painted red, or is that blood? I hear the faint voice again. This time it seems more desperate and in danger. I move faster down the cave-like corridor until I reach a metal door. The door has large claw marks scratched into the thick metal. It begins to slowly open. 
which reveals an old wooden staircase. I run up the stairs and see a woman hanging on a large wooden cross in the middle of what seems to be a dilapidated church. Her hands and feet are nailed to the cross with large steel spikes. Blood covers the floor. The cross is positioned upside down. Then I suddenly realize the woman hanging from the cross is in fact my wife. It can't be. I'm in shock. I can't believe it's her on on this demented cross. Mary? I call out. She doesn't answer. She looks like she's in agony. I move towards the cross, helpless. I have no idea how to free her without causing even more pain. I kneel down by her upside down head. Tears stream down her face. Her mouth is stuck in a perpetual scream. Mary? My God, is it really you? She still doesn't answer. I'm helpless to know what to do next. I see movement in the darkness out of the corner of my eye. I frantically search for some kind of weapon, anything, but it's too dark to see the room fully. Beams of moonlight stream in from a large nearby window, but only shed light on the cross. Then I hear that hideous laugh, the one I've heard many times in my home, the laugh of a powerful, insidious demon, the one Michael protected me from, the one that has my wife. How can this thing do this? No demon is that powerful, especially one that can repel an archangel. Then it hits me. There's only one demon that I know of that has the power to perform such evil and mischievous acts. It can only be the demon Asmodeus, the king of demons, the king of nine hells. I have to fight it. I rise and I call on the Archangel Raphael to help me in a protection spell. But when I look down at my wife, she's no longer nailed to the cross. It's now a man. Was I dreaming? Am I losing my mind? I look closer at the man and poke at him to make sure he's real. The man is covered in large, bloody scratches. His clothes are torn and ripped. The scratches on the man look similar to the scratches on the corridor walls. The man coughs, tries to move his head as blood streams into his left eye. Alistair? Alistair Kane? Is that you? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. I'm Alistair Kane. The man turns his head towards me. Listen to me. You are in great danger. You need to leave now. Go back to your home. Something waits for you. You are the one. Suddenly, the man is ripped from the cross and floats in midair, controlled by some invisible force. He screams in pain as I notice that his hands and feet are still nailed to the cross. His body floats in the middle of the room. His arms and legs are outstretched to form a human cross. Help me, Michael! He yells. 
just as his body was ripped in half. Body parts are flung about the room. Blood and flesh cover me. I bend over and begin to dry heave. Then I hear that laugh again, which fades into whispers. stairs, through the corridor, and up the stone steps as fast as I can. I move so fast that I trip and fall out of the crypt door and tumble onto the ground. I'm lying on my back, looking at the sky. I can't breathe. My heart is beating so fast. My mind is racing. What the hell just happened? Was I dreaming? Is my wife okay? Who was that man that was just torn apart by a powerful demon? So many questions. Where do I start? I have to get back home and call my wife. I have to know that she's okay. I notice the sky beginning to slowly turn orange. The birds are beginning to sing. The sun must be rising. It's the beginning of a new day. Film Studios Podcast Network.